0: So we're just trying to keep it light. Um uh, very yeah. lighthearted on the podcast. We're, yeah,
1: super, just super lighthearted. Super. And so uh, divorce. Childhood trauma Let's do it. and go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: it. That's all our intro is. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, Nathan will be very dudes, excited. back Yeah, I love it. <laughs> You'll be so excited. So excited for this sadu. By the way, I, I did taught Jude how to do it. What, a sadu? He he really gets like, he gets really confused with the finger. <laughs> so sometimes he'll be like, and it looks like the claw. It's like, grab onto my strong hand. Like, that's what he looks like while he's doing it. He goes, sadu, dude. <laughs> that's how he. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, so I, tried, I
1: think I, missed opportunities. I haven't even thought about doing that with Atlas.
0: I know. Do Well, actually, it was immediately after his uh, Nate's wedding that oh, yeah. as soon as the that wedding happened, I came home and I was like, you're going to learn this. And I sent him a video. So, Nathan, if you're listening to this, <laughs> watch that video again and you can giggle. All right, so yeah. we've returned. So we've returned again into your divorce. Years. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so we're just trying to keep it light, uh, very yeah. lighthearted on the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: super, so super lighthearted, super. And so, uh, divorce, childhood trauma, Let's do it. and
0: go. <laughs> So how how we have gotten to this place from saw to divorce is uh speaking of segues. I, it's the perfect segue. It's the best way to do it. It's just blurt out the topic and just start us off. I yeah. like it. This is, I think it's gonna this be this a common is, theme moving forward. I feel like, yeah, this is definitely gonna be what we do from now on. So everybody's prepared. No one can ever question what we're gonna talk about. Uh so how this topic came to be is (laughs) I I was um I was with my mom a couple weeks ago and um we were at this uh like little Christian retreat deal called the Great Banquet and she had went through as a guest um last fall but, um, and then she immediately signed up to be a person who's like helping run it um, in uh, this spring, just just a couple weeks ago. And I, I like, I knew she was doing a talk, but I really didn't know 100% what, what she was going to be talking about. And it's supposed to be like something powerful. And they've got like topics, things that they want you to talk about or whatever. But she ended Very up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to have some um, mystery some intrigue there for people to come um to the great banquet i don't know if it's like tons of them though like the catholic have a Crescio. um there is like the great banquet walk to Emmaus. like like churches like have like similar but different um and they even have like it's still same but same same yeah different yeah. but same same um and so there's like tons of it's like, tons of different churches have all sorts of different parts. Like all the denominations like make their own deal or whatever. But yeah, like the one thing about the great banquet is like you eat, like you gain like 15 pounds. Like yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember going through, and uh, one of the people that were there like you stand up at the end and you're like just joking around or whatever, and. He literally just like, well, clearly you guys don't know about the sin of gluttony. because <laughs> We literally had trays of bacon <laughs> that came out <laughs> like twice a day. So it's a good time though. It's a good time. Uh, so anyway, so she was in it and there's a part where you get to like pray her in um, before her talk. And then she does the talk. You can stay to listen and then you get a prayer out. Like, so when she's done, you get a pray over her. And so kind of going in praying you know, was, I mean, it was, it was a really cool experience, very powerful, um, just, like, time to be able to pray over her um, and, you know, be able to see, like, kind of, like, God using her in, in, like, a more profound way. Uh, she's, like, never given a talk in in front of people, like, ever before. So it was it was pretty cool. And then you're not in it, but you're, like, behind in this, like, room with a speaker so you can just hear it. Um, and so got in there, it was me, um, father-in-law, Jim, and then one of her friends. And we're all just like sitting in there and you have to be quiet so people don't hear you outside of it. And so she's up there talking. I think it was like, maybe like 40 people that she's talking to or whatever. And so she's like talking through it and, you know, she's talking about like, you know her current family. You know because she got re um, she divorced my dad and got remarried, and so she has she adopted um, my stepfather's granddaughter. So they're they're their family, and then um, and then she was talking about my family when we were growing up. And well, and that's more recent too. Yeah, right, her, yeah, yeah,
1: her um current husband and like that's yeah. within the last what 6 years? Uh I think 8 8 um yeah cuz it was pretty mom, But it yeah. wasn't like sh- no it, it wasn't like you grew up with her having another family.
0: Type no. Of family. No, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah, more recent. Um and then they adopted her. They actually officially adopted her this year, like this past year. But they've been raising her for like almost eight years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, she was divorced and didn't get remarried for a while um, until she met um, my, my stepfather. So she was like, kind of explaining the dynamics of the family and everything like that. And then she went through, cause it's like a big part of like processing grief and um, different things like that, like regrets and um, things that you're, not proud of. And um, one of the things that came up was like, she felt immense guilt for um, my parents' divorce. And um, it was not a, it was not a pretty divorce. <laughs> uh, like the amicable, like we just, you know, we've grown apart. And then you just like separate and then <laughs> you go through. It was not that way. It was not good. Um, so like, there was a lot of, uh, difficulty because my dad was like always working so he worked like crazy hours like three in the morning till like three in the afternoon uh, so he worked like 12 hour days worked multiple of those it wasn't like three on and four off it was like 12 hour days but like five or six in a row you um, so he just was just constantly working half alive most of the time. (laughs) And so, um, when, um, when my parents got divorced for a little while, I was taking care of my brothers. Um, and, uh, when my dad was either asleep or, you know, gone and, um, it created like a weird dynamic because, like before, I was just like the older brother who would like pick on people um, and just mess with my brothers all the time. And then one day, I was like, "And you'll be watching them. Don't let them die." <laughs> it's like I was like, "Oh, okay, sure." I was like, "This will go well." And um, so I just became like a little tyrant. <laughs> and I was just like, you will do all my bidding. <laughs> so, play video games or so they're like mopping the floors. Yeah, So, so very much like a Cinderella-esque except yeah, for I was My like, sisters used to lock me in my room. They used to take
1: turns holding the door closed so I couldn't get out and they would watch their soap operas. <laughs> yeah. Because they weren't supposed to be watching their soap operas during especially uh, yes. like in the summertime. My parents would be at work and they'd be watching mm. me and um, I'd want to watch, you know, maybe one show that I care about rather than days of our lives. <laughs> and, um, so then we, I'd start getting upset and freaking out and then, yeah, they'd, they'd throw me, they'd chase me around the house, finally catch me, throw me in my room. And then I don't think there's a lock on it. Like, well, it's not like, they could lock it from the outside. So they would literally just like sit there and pull it closed
0: and take turns. <laughs> what would they do? Like take turns, shifts with yeah. watching this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. so see, that's
1: if they're watching, you know, they're, they're going to be traumatic heads childhood. Heads yeah. <laughs> traumatic yeah.
0: childhoods. That's, that was you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were just locked in a room while yeah. days of our lives was being played. <laughs> see, see, everybody's got their trauma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pretty so yeah, times. it was not good. It was not good. Um, me having that much power. And so eventually my aunt came and lived with us and like tried to keep you know, us somewhat tamed, but she was also very tired, so we kind of just ran rampant still. And um but anyways, like the whole process ended up being a lot like my dad didn't have anybody like around. Like he just pretty much worked his whole life like like didn't have didn't socialize, didn't like he literally would work, come home, eat with us, go to sleep, work again. Like that was pretty much it. Um, and so when that happened, he like, didn't have anybody to talk to. So obviously as we can tell, I like to talk. Uh, and so he just talked to me, um, which mm, I wouldn't recommend if you, if you're, if you're going through a divorce, I wouldn't recommend talking to your children about it (laughs) because first of all, we don't understand uh, what you're (laughs) saying. (laughs) We're we're very confused uh, at what this means. And so it like really created this part where like, I'm watching my dad not be in a good space, trying to take care of my brothers. And I didn't see my mom very much because my mom like let my dad have full custody. Um, And she just had, um, Two days a week. And like my dad kind of pushed that too. He's like, you can leave, but like I'm keeping the boys. Um, He's like, I have the financial means to take care of them. You do not. Like I'll take care of them. That's the deal. And so that's how it ended up being. So I didn't get to see my mom very much. Um, And I saw my dad all the time being in pain, like not doing well. So ended up building a lot of resentment for my mom. I didn't talk to her for uh, almost a year and a half, almost two years. Well, no, it's like a year, year and a half um, that we didn't talk like one time. Like I just like completely cut ties. Um, And it was through my sister actually that ended up being able to reconnect with my mom again um, and like be able to, kind of think through and stuff like that, but I didn't actually like let anything go. I just kind of was like, all right, like I'm not happy about it, but like you my mom, whatever. We'll just kind of hang out still. But this is that, I mean, that, so like we did a much bigger reconnection. Like after uh, I met my wife, we started going back to church. Um, and, um, you know, you know how it goes with, like, sermons. They just, like, start slapping you, like, over the face. Like, like yep. it was, like, honor thy mother and father, and then, like, forgiveness. And then, like, it was just, like, a series of things where it was just, like, all right, all right, I hear you. Like, I got you, dude. I'll do it. And so, ended up, uh, it was, like, right before Easter. So, then I invited my mom to Easter, and she hadn't been to church in, like, forever and like was really disconnected, um, from God and stuff like that. And so she ended up coming to church and, um, like renewed her faith. We reconnected. It was really good. Um, and ironically, every single time that I've had like a, a healthy processing of like that awful period, like it's always been God doing it. So like, It was going to church, then her going to church, then, um, the great banquet, like all of these things have been like kind of God doing that healing part of like God creating the scenario and the situation for that restoration. Um, and so ironically, because I didn't talk to my mom and in reality, I hadn't talked to my dad about any of that either. We like, just like did it. And then just like pretended that never happened. Um, and just like went about our merry way and the irony of it all is that this year, both both things happened this year. I talked to my dad um, over a bottle of whiskey. We had we we're we were drinking a bottle of whiskey at my grandma's uh, funeral or burial and talked to him about the divorce and, like, all the stuff that happened. And he, like, you know, talked to me and was like, I'm so sorry about that and blah, blah, blah. And then my mom... Did the same thing this year like it literally happened within like five months and it happened when i was 11 and i'm 31. so it's been 20 years and it's the first time we actually had a conversation about it but both things ended up being because we were talking about god first um and then it like just like came out of this part and so it was crazy because that you know like when you get old you just like kind of forget about stuff like you know, like it's not that big a deal. Like you kind of talk about it, but it's just like kind of talking about whatever. Um, something that happened in the past. So you're like, yeah, it sucked, but like it's it's all good. When I talked to both my dad and my mom, like I like reverted to eleven year old, and like eleven year old me was just like bawling like a baby, like <laughs> just like <laughs> <it's> so sad. <laughs> and we we're, were just like, and then they started crying, so we're like crying together, and we're like just falling over each other. It was just like, and it was the best thing ever. Like it was such, I'm like, why did we freaking wait 20 years to have this conversation? Like, and it has pretty much for my adult life, like has um, like made me into the person that I am. Like, for, like, so many different things. Like, w- like we've talked about, um, you know, like, wanting to be, f- like, loyal and faithful in a marriage. Like, I'm i not getting a divorce. Like, Haley would have to be, like, actively stabbing me in the chest <laughs> before I would leave. <laughs> like, there is going to be nothing. And that, that came from the fact that, like, I was a part of a divorce and stuff like that. Like, it would have to be horrible before I would because... I know the impact of like on kids um, to go through it. And like my parents weren't like violent or anything like that. Or, you know, like they said things that, you know, maybe were inappropriate, but it wasn't as bad as some people. Like some people are just in horrible, horrible divorces and it's really bad. But, but like it still was like resounding impact, like all sorts of different things. And so you know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, as I was kind of, you know, talking about that part, thinking about the, the impact and stuff like that, it, I wanted to kind of bring it up to you to kind of hear what your thoughts were. Cause you know, your, your parents are together. Um, and you know, you didn't have that, but I know you have had that experience with divorce, you know, um, you know, around you at different times. Um, and, you know, kind of the complexity of it, you know, what are your thoughts on just the difficulties that come from it? Yeah, it sucks.
1: (laughs) And that's the, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for joining us folks. See you next time. Um no yeah I mean it's my my parents are are together but they both have been through um a divorce before they met and and there's times in their marriage that they were they were close to it you know on the verge mm-hmm. but they they stuck it out and um been together I don't know like 30 some odd years couldn't well, tell you the years. exact amount yeah something like thirty thirty three. 33 Um, but yeah, I've got two older sisters who have both gone through a divorce recently ish within, you know, the last six, seven, eight years, something like that. Um, and then like I said, my, both my parents So my mom's, they had very different divorces. Uh, my dad married, well, they both married the wrong people, obviously, but my dad married the wrong woman. And, like people tried to warn him, I think, uh actually, him and I had a, uh, like I didn't really know much it. about his first marriage, yeah, I didn't really know much about his first marriage until probably sometime last year. um, we
0: had somewhat of a conversation about it, and I bet both of our wives, was, somebody kind of, told them that for us, <laughs> like, don't do it Are you sure are you are you really? sure? Really? Uh, really?
1: But yeah, I guess it, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was somewhat hasty. And dad, forgive me if I butcher this, but um, it was somewhat hasty from he was in this very serious relationship. He was in the army and in Honduras. And then he got a Dear John letter before, like three months or something like that before, or like three weeks uh, before he came came back um and i think he, he was planning on proposing to her and everything and so that kind of tore him up and and then uh shor- i believe it was shortly after that is was this next next girl and and it was kind of hasty and i think both his dad and his brother and like a lot of men in his life were like <laughs> It's not too late to turn back, dude. Are you sure? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, but it was very short, very short lived. Uh, mm. I couldn't even tell you. I, I sorry, Dad. I'm, I'm not doing you justice here. But um, yeah, I think it was maybe like under a year, or something like that. Mm. It, was, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And and then that that was it. Kind of. I think. Uh, kind of moved on, and so it wasn't. It wasn't anything like my mother's divorce where she was with him for years and they had a um, 14 month old and she was nine months pregnant with my second sister. And she found out he was cheating on her. Uh, Yeah. So that was obviously much, much different. Um, Yeah. And much more traumatic on her. Now the girls were too young to go through the divorce itself, but obviously they growing up, they, they had that, you know, living with, with my mom and not hardly ever seeing their, their biological dad. And that was kind of all through the rest of their lives at that point, though. Um, They hardly ever saw him. And then my dad entered the picture Fairly young for them, if I remember correctly, maybe four and five or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know, my parents got married, had me and my younger sister, and they've been together ever since. So, um, and then my my sister's divorces. I mean, it's all different. You know what I mean? I guess yeah. <laughs> it's all different. Uh, I I don't know necessarily what caused your parents' divorce. Um, I know. It's I'm not going to speak necessarily on behalf of my sisters and their divorce and uh, divorces, but they were both different. They were both different from my parents as well and what they experienced. And, Mm. um, you know, to see my nephews and niece kind of growing up through that and um, how my sisters have tried to, I guess they protect them from the um, effects of the divorce to the best of their ability. Obviously, there's going to be lasting effects, but yeah, you know that's it's all part of divorce. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, divorce does suck pretty much all the way around. Yeah, it's really really it not, sucks. It really does. That's the end. <laughs> and but I mean, like that's the beauty of it is like that's that's the thing that I think is is crazy. Like twenty years. And it still was hugely impactful um, to be able to have that conversation, to be able to do that restoration with my parents. Like, it's just crazy because like you just don't realize how much you need it Mm -hmm. until it's like said, and they're like, Oh my gosh, thank you. Like, you're just like, there's just like something like, and this is like, like pretty much my entire life. All the things where I went wrong, I can trace back to that feeling, uh, when my parents got divorced, like yeah. it was like in my brain, it was like a crack, um, that just, and it, and it was because I was older, like, m- you know, my youngest brother was like f- four and a half. So he like, he was upset and he like wanted his mom for a while, but like his brain adapted to it. Like he wasn't watching it. He was kind of just confused, mm-hmm. uh, for a while. And then he just got used to it. Like he was like, oh, this is just what's going to be like uh, for my life. So, like, uh, me and my middle brother, we were old enough to recognize, like, this shouldn't be this way. Um, and then, obviously, I, w- I was old enough to, like, watch children, sort of, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, like, talk to my dad about it. So, like, it was much more, like, impactful within my mind. But I was talking to my wife about it. And I was just like, literally like everything that I have struggled with in my life in some form or fashion, whether it was like anxiety, struggle with like control. Like that's one thing that like my wife will say is like, you are a control freak. Like I try to control things like to the best of my ability, like with so many different things. The reason why I'm Somewhat organized. It's because it's not because I'm like, I just want to be really well organized. It's because I'm trying to control my life to a certain extent. It all comes from like the fact that I felt like I was out of control during that time. Like it's insane how much of my life and the things that I've struggled with, like I can tie back into that space. Um, And so, not that it fixes like everything, that restoration, but it does give like a part to be able to like tie in where it's like, yeah, that sucked, but like get to see the brokenness and then see it restored. So it becomes this part where it's like, becomes more of like a scar um, versus just like an open wound. That's just like sitting there. And so like, we've kind of talked about that. Like, um, you know, pornography came out of that. Like, you know, just trying to find something to like numb out, um, and different things like that. Like my anxiety was really bad. Um, you know, uh, feeling like I had to do everything right, but like sucking at it. Cause I was 12, <laughs> like trying, trying to take care of the house, but it looks like just a <laughs> disheveled mess because it was a 12 year old cleaning. <laughs> just push it all into the closet, shut the door. <laughs> it's like, that's how it was. And so like, it was this weird feeling like, um, through that whole time. And the funny thing is like all my friends, like nobody knew, like what was going on. And and a lot of my friends was going through divorces as well. Like they were just like, "Oh, that's normal." I'm like, yeah, like your whole, your whole family yeah. unit is just crumbling under you. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's just, sad. A it's day. a sad reality, but it is yeah. it
1: has become normal.
0: Yeah. Like it's it's crazy to me that actually you um like your parents are together My wife's parents are together um yeah. My in-laws are split up. That's another,
1: another divorce yeah. that they actually mm-hmm. split up after my wife and I got married. So did experience yeah. that, um, you know, and, and my wife going through it, but it mm-hmm. was obvious. I mean, it, it was different because we were young adults, but we were adults nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, going through it rather than kids. It still sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Complicates everything, like, yeah, you know, it's like one of those things. Like when you are a kid, you are like, like well, get two Christmases. <laughs> you are like, yes, that makes up for your family being presents. separated. It's <laughs> just like, you're like that makes it that makes it okay. You're like, mm, no, not quite, but, um, but yeah. So I, it it's just crazy to me. Like now, I get to like bring context to that and like talk about that, especially mostly with my wife. Like, when I get into a time where, like, I'm struggling with being controlling, like, I can, in my brain, like, go back and be like, hey, that was from that time, helping my, myself be like, that's not what this is. Like, you are fine. Like, there's nothing, like, earth shattering going to happen. Um, because a lot of times when I'm feeling that anxiety or an experience like that, it's that same feeling. But there's no reason to feel that feeling <laughs> like i'm an adult this will be fine but like in my brain like it like goes like beep and it goes like back to 12 and and the world's crumbling down upon me so it, it's just nice to be able to have something to be able to talk through like as that's happening to kind of in yeah. my even just in my brain just be like oh yeah, yeah that's not what this is and then i like hop back a lot better and especially since the restoration with my parents it's like night and day difference because obviously I knew those things before you Mm. know and I knew that that's what I should do but now it's like astronomically different how I I work through that part and so it's just nice to have context uh, to things uh, within my mind and for sure you know um, so I mean like that's the thing is like I'm hopeful that you know, people who are going through that or have gone through that, you know, sometimes you don't get that ability to restore. Like some people are not in a good space to do so. Um, but man, don't matter what time it, you do it, it is good stuff to be able <laughs> to have that part. And that's the nice thing is I think, you know, kind of, I was talking to a client the other day of just, you're going to yeah. screw up your kids somehow. Like it's just gonna happen. Like you're a sinner, you're gonna screw up your kids. Um, but if you're healthy enough, you can restore that part on the back end. Like that's the that's the thing that you can do. You can't be perfect, but you can restore things. And I think that's you know, something that I'm recognizing the need and I'm trying to be mindful of with like my boys. Is being able to restore things when i like get too angry or you know say something that you know is just kind of off the cuff and not not refined or whatever is making sure like, i go back and i'm like hey i'm sorry about that you know how are you feeling what's going on for you um and that's something that i struggle with because i did not get that when i was young like i don't i didn't really have a great example because my dad just wasn't around, like yeah, yeah, it was it was me being a tyrant. That was my example of <laughs> me being like, do everything I say, or I'll give you you know nookies and spit on you. Um, <laughs> that's 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 what I was doing. So I don't have a great example for that. So that's been a struggle as I've been raising my boys. Like I'll get frustrated and I'll like get angry and I'll not think like, oh hey, I need to restore you know? this. Like I need to. I need to make this right. Uh, I'll just be like, all right, moving on. And then we just go to the next thing. And so that's something that has been like really on my mind lately is, is making time and effort to do those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, that makes sense. I mean, even um, just, I, I try although I didn't go through a divorce with my parents, I try and take what my parents did, you know, like what I believe they did right and wrong, raising us Mm. and, and adjust accordingly with my kids and try and remind myself. And uh, sometimes I fall into the same traps that they did because my child is me and my, (laughs) I am my father. And so (laughs) sometimes, yeah, tempers will spike, but I, I think I do, especially lately, do a much better job of kind of keeping that, keeping myself in check. Or if I do, you know, if I do go over the top, then being sure that I, you know, sit them down and apologize and and talk about what happened and that sort of thing. Um, So, but I say that because, I mean, it, it makes sense that, what you went through as a child and you happen to go through a divorce is going to translate into how you are a parent. Yeah. I, I, I do that as well. So I think we think it's natural.
0: Yeah. And you know, again, I think it's just something that it's nice to be aware of. Like Mm -hmm. it's really good. I think to be aware of the things you suck at. (laughs) And so you can actually like Mm -hmm. try to create some change within your space and specifically for your kids, you know, try to create some change so that they can see it. They can watch you suck and they can watch you get better. Like that's something that I think is so important for us as specifically as dads, just to try to model that aspect of, um, yeah, there's a couple of things. I think it was, a. Oh, gosh. It was a sermon series. Um, Who was it by? Um, Oh, Matt Chandler. Um, And it was an old one that I saw a couple years ago. And it was um, about um, men being fathers was one, and then men being husbands was another. And the challenges in that space was like how to be Christ to your wife, how to be Christ to your children. yeah, And it, it's just so crazy because it's so astronomically different than what comes natural and then what like self-sacrifice servanthood is another thing that I think is something that's difficult specifically for me because naturally I kind of process through of like, okay, what's the best idea. And obviously the best idea is my own, my idea. So yeah. like, it literally is, is, right? it literally is the, but like, I have to like have such a hard conversation with myself because in my brain, like that's how it always was of like, and, and again, it kind of derives from the divorce where it was like, I had to figure things out. So it was my way, period. Like and that was just what it was. So obviously that doesn't work very well (laughs) when you're in when you're in a marriage. (laughs) Just being like, this is what we're doing. (laughs) That's it. And so that's been that's been something that works out well with my wife. I don't. don't Oh, it oh it does. Okay, good. I was like, never, never (laughs) could that happen. That's the thing. I think God gave me, uh, she's not even that strong willed, but a strong willed woman to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to check you.
1: <laughs> she's definitely, she's definitely strong willed.
0: Yeah. She's, she's like, yeah, she's yeah, her, not her
1: and her sister. And, and in a, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, I just yeah. it's, she's very, very strong willed and which is great. She's very independent. Um, you know, very capable on her own sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, she pretty so, much runs most of our life. Well, like, and for me personally, I, like Caitlin is she's strong-willed, but in a different way. In this sense, mm-hmm. that like she, I would say she's more dependent. I think, mm-hmm. which like works for me. Like for me, I'm chaos. When we first met, I was pure chaos, <laughs> and so what I no. I needed that I needed somebody who depended on me, uh, you know what I mean? Like to get <laughs> myself into shape, you know, and to, and she also came with structure. So yeah, yeah. she, she, she had the structure. She was, she was a structure d- to your chaos. stable. Yeah. More stable and, and down to earth and very, you know, I'd have a schedule, that sort of thing. And, mm. uh, that's what I needed. I needed someone who, who was dependent on me to an extent, uh, to, to kind of give, force me to have that sense of responsibility. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But yeah. Cause like I, yeah. So like that was something that was needed for you. I needed the check. I need someone who would be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like we're not going to do that. Cause she doesn't do that very often. Like she usually lets me kind of run the show. Um, in many aspects. But like sometimes should I like nope, and <laughs> I like I think God was like yeah you're gonna need someone who can say no and be like no nah, yeah that's like it's a real yeah. no it's not like yeah. a fake no it's like when I say no it comes with like some umph like I'll fight and I'm like God is like yep yeah, you need somebody who's gonna fight and uh, and it has like it helped me kind of become more balanced in areas where I don't think I would have, if I had someone who didn't like put that fight back and have some independence. And so it's been helpful. Uh, ironically, yeah. Like, (laughs) like, like we talked about in episode one, it's like our wives have created the men we have become (laughs) through God. Like God was like, I'm going to handcraft you, uh, ladies to be able to Mm -hmm. create Mm -hmm. better men (laughs) because, uh, most of the, the reasons why I've become better is due to me wanting to do good for my wife. Like it wasn't like yeah. my wife was like, you have to be good or I, you know, I won't be around It's because I was like, it made me want to be a better person. Yeah, um, for sure. And so it ended up working out a lot, <laughs> like I've reaped many rewards from that. Like, uh, coming from where we started uh, to where we are now, uh, yeah. it has been extremely beneficial. And, you know, again, I think it's going to be so crazy to see where we're at in like 20 years with our kids um, <laughs> grown and like, just to see how much like things have changed from now to then. And how we deal with things, because I feel like I feel like to a certain extent. Again, if you're maturing, you're going to end up having like a lot of growth, like um, emotional growth specifically. Obviously, you learn crap and stuff, but like, obviously you learn crap and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, but the emotional growth is where I feel like because, like, when my my like when my dad was raising us versus like how he acts to my. Boys, it's mm-hmm. insanely different. I'm like, what? You just let him do that? Like, I would have died. You would have taken me outside and killed me if I would have mm-hmm. done that. And you're just like, it's okay. I love you. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I get a little upset here. I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, I need, I need. You know, bad grandpa to come out here and start helping me discipline these boys instead of acting like these these kids are fine. They're like setting fire to the house. He's like, oh, boys will be boys. I'm like, like, that is not true. I was like, we set fire to things in your bathroom. You didn't think it was just boys will be boys. We got (laughs) grounded. (laughs) Almost killed. Like, so it's just so funny. I'm like, it's going to be so crazy from where we are now to when we're having grandchildren. Um, and the differences. I mean, or sure, I'll be fully bald with you, um, <laughs> and we'll have touch of gray in our beard.
1: Um, touch of gray in our beard,
0: <laughs> and it will be that. First of all, it's coming for you. If you lost your hair, your gray is coming. No, and your dad has a, a luscious got, gray beard.
1: I've got no no hair to go gray. I'm just sh- <laughs>
0: The beard goes, too. I've already guessed it. I'd,
1: I'd rather have hair to go gray.
0: Well, it's not in the cards for either of us, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Well, I think this is going to be a short one this eve.
0: I know. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Good, short, and sweet. So, yeah. all over the place.
1: It's good. Talk, talk about segues. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end. This is it. I'm just gonna make a habit of that where it's just like zero segue whatsoever, just straight into
0: (laughs) just right into it. It'll be the most abrupt abrasive Welcome to the podcast. podcast.
1: Divorce. Let's talk about it. (laughs) I'm done talking about divorce. See ya.
0: (laughs) Uh you're like the character off of uh Oh gosh, why can't I think of it? Um Guardians of the Galaxy. Dude who doesn't like it. Yes. Who doesn't understand any metaphors or like any sarcasm. (laughs) Just (laughs) like, we're done. Beep. (laughs) That's the end. Uh, I like it. I say we do it. There you go. All right. We finished the podcast and we'll be back next time. Maybe.
1: (laughs) Maybe we will. If you've made it this far, good on you yeah we appreciate you
0: we really do stick with us if, it if you made it better. this far
1: it's because your friends are family and we forced you to so <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're welcome we
0: annoyingly <laughs> said things to you over and over again <laughs> yeah we got you to subscribe <laughs> uh all right well that's the end goodbye